I mean, already in my ears, you sound better. But you're saying I have an ugly voice? Very much so. Yep. Rhyme or free, it doesn't matter to me. It's my bad poetry. Good day, and welcome to My Bad Poetry, a podcast where we take a deep dive into my dabbling with poetry between 2004 and 2008, when I was in high school. Each week we hear a selection read aloud for what may be the first time, and we examine it for its historical, philosophical, and literary qualities, always asking, why in the world did I write this? I'm Aaron, and the dull drum that you hear in the background is Dave flicking a tweezer. Yeah, yeah! And, uh... I've been dragging him along <laughs> on this journey into my old private journal, and I think he's finally taking revenge. Um, I come for what's mine. No, hmm. I, don't know. I mean, twe- tweezer tunes are not really too vengeful. You've just given me the greatest idea for a YouTube channel. I'm going to pitch up a ton of uh, tweezers and then play songs on them. Well, I look forward to the um, theme song done in tweezers. <laughs> That's for the next blooper reel. There you go. Dave, you uh, were so traumatized by last week's poem, you have gone ahead and prepared a poem this week to delay what is to come. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad because, you know, the audience is clearly searching for good poetry. And they really, they really missed my beautiful poetry. They're here for you. They're here for me. So this poem is called Antissa Patient. Blades stab up from the murky dark. Arrows of green growing by the ton. Animals start from their slumber in the bark. Decay and destruction by power of sun. Happy spring! Appropriate response, sir. I mean, I liked it in a sense. (laughs) No, you didn't. (laughs) If you did, you shouldn't. (laughs) Well, it's clever. I mean, like normally we think of death and decay in fall. Yeah. But uh, you're finding death in spring. Right? It's very, um... Very Lenten of you. Uh, <laughs> you don't like the term Lenten, do you? Uh, technically, Lenten is the appropriate term for the whole season. It comes from an old English word being Lenkton. Uh, and then English people started describing it as Lenten season. And then they thought it was a uh, uh, an adjective. So they took the E-N ending off and just called it Lent. Wow. You're welcome. Yeah, I just knew that Lent meant spring, but yeah, (laughs) I did not know the E-N. Okay, well, thank you, Dave. Comes from Langton and then from Old German uh, Lenze. This is why we keep you around. Yeah, or this is why you need to find a better uh, (laughs) (laughs) co-host. But honestly, your poem has a very Lenten feel to it. The poem that I bring to the table today is a poem titled Love, and it goes like this. Loving someone means you will wait till the trees stand up and walk 
to your final breath just to see the acknowledgement of your presence. Loving someone means you will go as far as to die for them so they could finally know how much you cared. Um, just right off the bat, all I heard was the opening line and loving you. Yeah, um, it did, it did cue off a lot of cheesy love songs for me as well. Um, yeah. one being love, love changes everything. Nope. No? Yeah, so first impressions, cheesy love songs. Cheesy love songs, yeah. Style-wise, we have here nothing of note. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty definitional. Yeah, again. very much back to that um, original style we encountered back in the 2004 poems. This is 2006. It's a resurgence. That's okay. Context? I, I don't have a date on this one. Uh, coming off of Tempt Me Not uh, really doesn't help. Right, but I I could guess that it is um in that February March timeline, so maybe it's around Valentine's Day. So <laughs> in in high school, in our English class, each mm -hmm. year we we read at least one play from a very specific playwright. This year we read Macbeth. Oh, wow! Till the trees stand up and walk. Yeah, the forest is on its way. Yeah. Macbeth cannot die until the until the forest moves. No. That's the only connection I could come up with. I think that's that is my um inspiration. I do think it's funny because I thought that was like a really poetic line cuz it's really open for interpretation and the other ones are pretty straightforward of just like, you know, being with people. But the trees standing up and walking away it's just like, oh, that's that's interesting. We can dig into. No, we can't. No, no, it was we Macbeth. really can't. <laughs> yep, it was Macbeth. I mean, you could work Lord of the Rings Two Towers in there with the right? with the moot, but um, <laughs> no, I think I think this was this was more. I loved that prophecy, and um, what is his name? McDougal cuts uh, cuts the bridge. Been a while, man. Marches the army down. Yeah, yeah. McDuff. McDuff. Uh no, Scrooge McDuck. Got it. Yep. Yep. Scrooge McDuck. He was the one who killed Macbeth. Yeah. Yeah. Because he wasn't. He wasn't born of a woman. He was a duck. Exactly. It's fine. <laughs> that that checks out. <laughs> this poem is just so uninspired. It's it's like the cheesiest of love songs, and the one poetic line that again you thought might have been something is just a complete ripoff from Macbeth. Yeah. There is nothing here to work with. I will give you credit though that. Like, every love poem is really boring. Every love poem is very boring because they're all just cribbing from the same sources. And I understand, I'm not going to blame you for this one. I'll blame you for every other thing that you've written. But, you know, eh, this one's not as bad as some of the other ones. Yeah. I think um, there is something interesting about this idea of waiting. For someone to recognize you. Hmm. I see that there's there's that one song, uh oh, what was that? Man at the corner. <laughs> Dear listeners, Aaron is looking for men who stand on the corners. That's me in the corner. No, it's not. That's that me one. in the spot light. 
Although that song gives off those same vibes. Um, a little bit creepy? Yeah. Yeah. The Man Who Can't Be Moved by the Script. That doesn't help me at all. You don't know that one? I know the script, but I don't know. Going back to the corner where I first saw you. Oh! That's 2009. So that was a, okay. a fruitless endeavor. But that idea of waiting forever for someone to notice or to come back to you is prevalent within yeah. a lot of love songs. I don't know what you're talking about. It there, There's not really any evidence for that. I mean, it's not like in my favorite musical of all time, Town. there's a common thread that goes through the whole thing of wait for me, I'm coming for you. Or like in Hamilton, wait for it, wait for it. I can't think of any songs that have a waiting element as a part of uh, showing of romantic love. I guess in Hamilton, it's not about romantic love. It's about kind of jealousy. Yeah. It's wait for it. I'm going to like outlive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Things will fall into my lap. I mean, that yeah. that is the same kind of sentiment. It's yeah. like, if it's meant to be, it will happen. But no, I think I'm, I'm trying to grasp at something else. There was another song I had in mind. Yeah, She Will Be Loved by Maroon 5. Sure. Was a huge song. I thought that song was like the quintessential demonstration of romance. Okay. Again, it's that it's a very like she belongs to someone else, no. but I've still come around to to hang out at your door. I don't mind spending every day out on your corner in the pouring rain. Uh, it's that exact same idea that the the script tapped into later in 2009, yeah. but it's this, I will wait. Right. And that's I will wait, one, I will <laughs> wait for, for you. you. Yeah, that's uh, Mumford and Sons. Mumford, yeah. But yeah, okay. I think those three demonstrate this like martyrdom for love. Yeah. I think when we have that mentality, it often becomes about women as property. I'm thinking Jesse's girl. You know, I wish <laughs> that she was mine. Yeah, you've cited that before. Is that it's, like a I, favorite song of yours? <laughs> it's not a favorite of mine, but I think it it like exemplifies a lot of the cheesy love songs for me. You know, that it, it's it's the whole, you know, I I see the outside relationship and that's what I want and blah blah yeah. blah. And yeah. he gets into that whole complex of I'll do whatever it takes. So I think, I mean, I, I disagree entirely with what this premise is. Right. <laughs> I think if we haven't made that clear, um, the martyrdom around love being the shining armor who's willing to uh, suffer and die just so someone notices you. Yeah. Maybe not the healthiest relationship. I mean, kind of the definition of a codependent relationship. Yeah. Almost a parasitic relationship to find mm. purpose to find purpose in another yeah entirely um that makes me really sad now <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just thinking eh, kind of a cruddy little poem but now it's just yeah it is kind of parasitic hmm. yeah yeah but... i i think that's the fun part about this though is uh we we can look back on our past and think, oh, I wasn't that like cringy. I wasn't that uh, that strange. But I think ninety nine point nine nine eight percent of high school students or middle school students were this cringy. Oh yeah, and are this cringy too. Yeah, like, I think. Yeah, yeah, I I like that 
that's the summary of this podcast. Right, right. A reminder that we're all a little weird. Well, I'm not quite sure if, if this was a podcast episode. Yeah. But I don't know. We gave you 30 minutes last week, and um, <laughs> uh, this this will be a shorter one. I say that, and then they always end up being 25 minutes anyway. So. And trust me, if it is shorter... It's because Aaron really milked it for what it was worth. Like, uh, oh yeah, there was not better content that he cut out. Right, right. What you are <laughs> hearing is the cream of the crop for this week's episode. Man, that says a lot. Maybe this should just be a, a, a warning to all of you. We are two pastors <laughs> who have just entered into the season of Lent. Woo! Meaning our creative capacities are kind of set to the max over the next five weeks. Um, so if, if the content of this podcast, which is already subpar, um, <laughs> becomes subprime, um, then, <laughs> then, uh, we hope you stick around till, uh, Easter and maybe we'll, maybe we'll I, get better. <laughs> I promise it'll get better only because of how bad it's going to get. Uh, uh, yeah, Dave, Dave might encounter some lack of sleep here. Uh, oh, yeah. Got a little baby on the way. Woo woo! Oh, you, yep, just, yep. you just announced it to the podcast world. Do you want me to keep that in? I don't really care. Okay. Again, I'm really worried about what your family is going <laughs> to think about it. <laughs> yeah, so not only is it Lent, but it's also baby on the way for one of the co-hosts. Uh, we'll say guest star. No. Yeah. no you you're, are, you're the host. You are you are a co-host, Dave. You're the host. I'm the, co or the, the most important part. We'll just say that. You're the host. I'm the most important. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this week we're going to end um, and uh, with... Hey? Yeah, what? Hey. Yeah? Hey. Oh, my gosh, Dave. Okay. Hey. <clears throat> Dave? Um, yeah? Being the most important one, I wanted to... Thank you. I wanted to get your opinion on something. Thank you? Good or garbage? <clears throat> Again, my creative forces are really uh, working here. Uh, but I have here uh, an empty can of Diet Dr. Pepper. I came downstairs, which is where I record this podcast, and I saw this can sitting there, and I thought, oh, great, I, uh, I don't have to uh, bring down a Diet Dr. Pepper. I left one open down here, um, which would be a weird thing to do anyway. But then I picked it up and it was empty. And I thought, Diet Dr. Pepper, the greatest soda in the history of all of humanity. And it's empty. And that's what I think about this poem. Uh, it's, you know, it's about love. The most important thing that drives all of humanity. But at the end of the day, it's empty and it's going in the garbage. Hopefully. It'll go in the recycling. <laughs> For the sake of the metaphor, you can at Dave at actually <laughs> you can at the podcast at my bad poetry the one. The reason why we have that one is because Twitter uh, suggested that, and I accidentally hit enter before I changed it. Good work. I wanted to change it to like my bad poetry pod, yeah. but uh, the one was what it defaulted to. So okay. at my bad poetry the one you can follow us and and tweet at dave about how much better other pop choices are and uh, that's fine that you're wrong and that i am better 
And uh, you could also email us at mybadpoetry.thepodcast at gmail.com if you have your own bad high school poetry or just embarrassing poetry from whatever era in your life. You can send that in to us and it might be featured on the podcast uh, getting the, the Dave Aaron treatment analysis yeah. thing that we do. Thing. Thing. That is okay. the correct word. Yeah. Again, we we talk for a profession. Keep that in mind, everybody. We craft words for our living. <laughs> we work so hard on our uh, the um, the uh, speech and the. Um, uh, <clears throat> We're going to end this week with the words of a true poet. This week, coming to us from Andrew Marvel, a poet of the 17th century. This poem is called "The Definition of Love." Huh. Yeah. My love is of a birth as rare, as tis for object strange and high. It was begotten by despair upon impossibility. Magnanimous despair alone could show me so divine a thing, where feeble hope could ne'er have flown, but vainly flap its tinsel wing. This is a long poem. I'm going to stop. It's a fun poem because it's a farce of love poetry. Right. And basically, fate is fighting against love and has put these two people on parallel lines never to meet. Though infinite can never meet is the line. And It sounds a lot like it would fit to a uh, PDQ Bach kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like a My Bonnie Lass, She Smelleth. Right. Yeah, um, apparently this guy, Andrew Marvel, was known for his... Quit. His wit, yeah. This has been My Bad Poetry. Now go write some of your own bad poetry. <gasps> I hear a little What's up, girl. bud? I know, I know. Roar is out in the living room. Yep, I'll go get him. Rhyme free, Rhyme free does, does matter. Does matter. Does matter.